What? What? Who says we're live? Uh, invites. We are. We are live. Bam. We're live. Bam. We're live. How about now? Incredible. 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 Are you ready, Savan? You seem a little. I'm sending links out to all the winners. I'm sending links out to all the winners. I'm sending links out to all the winners. Tim Paulson, Yanikoski. This is some crazy. This is crazy. This is cool. I don't have. I don't have Koski's number. And you're saying that the lady who won, took second place in the last chance qualifier, Elena Sanahuja, doesn't have Instagram. I don't think so. She, they, CrossFit Games did not tag her. She was the only one of 19 athletes that were in the top 10 after day one that they didn't tag on their leaderboards. How was it? How was it? Did you guys enjoy the last chance qualifier? Were you impressed by the workout? What do we think? What do we think? What do we think about workout number one? Holy cow. Do, do I owe Ariel Lowen an apology? Yep, you should get her on here and apologize to her right it now. It is uh, okay. Fine, I, I will get her on here and apologize to her right now. There we go. Hey, we're by the pool. Welcome hey. to my vacation. Yeah, Ariel Lowen, I told these boys that you would never make it a second year in a row because a fairy tale is just a fairy tale, and last year was your fairy tale. You know what's so funny, Savon? Tell me. I'm driving to the gym today, and wouldn't you know my husband listened to your podcast? Yeah, tell tell he, me. He has the audacity to tell me. He's like, one of the people on the podcast believes in you. Savon thinks you're a fairy tale. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, why would you tell me this? Driving to the gym in the middle of my pump-up song. But I forgive him. It was good motivation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It continues. This is like Shrek 2 or like uh or like one of those shows my kids watch part 2. I know. It's it's I um I'm speechless. Like all I can do is um thank God and I just got done crying. That's why I've got the shades on, but Me too. Me too. It's amazing. I was like, "Dear Lord, offer me the humility to apologize to Ariel Lowen." Before we came on, Brian was saying all sorts of uh, swear words to me, but in a positive way about how how good he is and how bad I am. Hey, it's boys know. bond. It's how boys bond. It's how boys bond. It takes a humble person to admit when they're wrong, so I appreciate that. Um, Ariel, when you saw these workouts um, put in front of you. Um, on a on a scale, will you tell me how much you embrace them? Are you like, oh, great, these are my wheelhouse uh, on the top end or on the bottom end? Oh God, I quit. Um, on probably like a ten on the top end. Oh, I you like them? I loved them. I was at lunch with one of my good friends, Kendra, having a Bible study, and I just like looked at my phone. I was like, Kendra, give me two seconds, and I read the workout, and I just smiled. And she was like, "You love the workouts, don't you?" They're just. I saw them, and they were just absolutely perfect uh e even that first one doesn't isn't that first one a little terrifying um jr taylor and brian were all saying that that one is is like just so brain heavy that you you really have to think about it and really be aware of what you need to do you need a lot of self-awareness it's not it's not for the amateur totally i actually on that one was the one i was most nervous for i reached out to christy o'connell roy gamboa games athletes who in my opinion emily rolf are very very good and i was like how would you approach this how would you attack it had one of my buddies joel hughes throw it down at the gym that one was the one i was most nervous for because in reality it's four minutes of work 
you can lose a lot by like resting too much, blowing up. So that one definitely, I agree, was most nerve wracking. Now I know why uh, Brian picked you. Because you also keep good company. Roy Gamboa is one of his favorite, and yep. uh, and uh, uh, Christy Aramo is one of his favorite. So yep. you guys, uh, I had to I had to humble myself <laughs> in the uh, case of Christy Aramo earlier this season. Yeah, I like to think I channeled my Christy Aramo on this last chance. <laughs> when like we literally found out, and I immediately text you. Is that how you found? Is how, how did you find out? Are you did you know before we did, or do you find out just from refreshing the leaderboard also? I found out I'm in a group text with my training partner and coach. We have team jam, Joel, Ariel, and Matt. They Uh texted and they were like, mine wasn't refreshing because you know, my internet is horrible. And they were like, you got first in the last two workouts and you got first overall. And then my husband called me and I didn't believe it till I saw it. What time was this? That isn't true. Christy Aramo style too. She got first on both the second, the third or fourth workouts last year. You one up to the three first place overall. This was at, I would say, like 3.05, and then you texted me, and I mean, you're a little important, Savon, so I jumped on right away. You're the best. Thank you. Uh, yeah. th- this is, um, th- your finishes are really c- crazy impressive. I mean, you left no question. Everyone's like, yep, she's the best one in that group. Three firsts uh, and a sixth. What what place did you take last year in the games? Um, the 14th, I believe. I think it's yeah, I think 14th, yeah. JR, this is to test you, JR, because I normally do this to Brian. Will Ariel Lowen do better than she did last year at the games? Are we looking at a better Ariel Lowen relative to the competition? Mr. Howell. Oh, you're muted. I think he has a one-word answer. I, th- I can read lips. Uh, still, still muted. The suspense. Okay, he said yes. I can't hear him, but I do read lips. He either said yes or he said you're an asshole, Sevon. One of those two. They look similar in. Um... Oh, you got him to smile. <laughs> Someone just I'm lost perfect. a bet somewhere. Oh, uh, Brian, why did you pick um, Ariel um, as as your as your winner? What what did you see? These are not easy people to beat. She got the two times uh, games CrossFit champion, uh, just two places below. Why did you pick Ariel Owen? Um, well, I, you know, I think she's fairly well-rounded and I think that, uh, you know, the objective of this test should be to find a, a well-rounded athlete or, or two in this case that will be, you know, relevant and, um, exciting to see at the games. I thought, I, like I said the other day, I thought there were uh, six women that probably could fit into that category and Ariel was certainly one of them. Yeah. I will say my competitors, it was absolutely stacked, absolutely stacked. It was intimidating going into it. Is is this more nerve wracking because it's, it's just blind? I mean, you really are just working out in a vacuum. You have no idea what's going on around you. I'm going to tell you from about two o'clock to three o'clock, my heart has never raced so much. And all you can do is just sit back and wait for the results to post. But man, I don't know if you saw how many people came out to cheer me on in this environment. I've never felt so loved, so supported. I probably cried like five times today just looking at all the people that just showed up for me. So I thrived in this environment because people showed up and believed in me. And that's just bigger than any pep talk or song you could put on to motivate, in my opinion. What's the name of the gym you did it at? It's called Hit for Fit. And, and where's is it a CrossFit gym or just a, a... – It is not affiliated. It's like Hit style training, high intensity interval training. So it's, it's like CrossFit, but they're not affiliated. And, and that's where you do most of your training. 
That's where I do all my training, yeah. Did you do any of the workouts more than once? I did not. I gave them one go. I actually debated doing the first workout again because oh, I felt man. like I left a little bit on the table, but I'm so glad I did not do it again. Uh, she, won that, she won that workout, by the way. So. I did win that Yeah, one. I'm looking at it. Crazy. 29 reps. We we had Scott Panchik on um, a couple days ago, and he mentioned that he thought workout one, it, it, like if you just had to pick one of these workouts and you had to ditch the other three, and it's a lot of pressure to put on him, but he played the game with us. He chose workout one. I mean, you took first place in three of them, but but do you agree with Scott on that? Did you like that? That was a great, great test. Whoever wrote the workouts for the last chance, I feel like they were very strategic. Let, let, let's say let's give that one. Oh, look, Tim Paulson coming out of a liquor store. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just a heads up. I've got 4% battery left on my phone, so I might lose you in like five to 10 minutes. Uh, uh, Tim, Ariel was just saying that that workout number one was brilliant, that she absolutely loved it. She thought it was written perfectly. W- what are your thoughts on it? You took 14th in that one, and you took 14th, second, second, and a first. Amazing finishes, but it's the exact opposite of what we were talking about. Scott Pancheck said that would be the one. Whoa, 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 whoa. I would... Taylor and JR jumped on the Panchik bandwagon. I said a workout four would be the workout. Wow. No, so I thought, honestly, I thought the first workout was really good. I mean, it was a weakness test for me because it was really dictated by bar muscle ups and cycle speed. Uh, like the thrusters mattered, of course, but it was more about who had faster cycle rate on the bar or bar muscle ups, both round one and round two. And my cycle speed on the second round of bar muscle ups was pretty bad. Um, so that was, I, I just didn't have time to thruster. It wasn't that the thrusters were overtly challenging. Like they were hard, of course, but it was more just, I didn't have enough time. Did you have time to watch the women's uh, the last chance qualifier at all? Did you have any energy focused over there? Thought like, hey, I wonder who's no. Okay, yeah. And normally people don't, right? Because because I was just tell- I just said that there's no chance in hell Ariel Lowen is going to win, and she ended up just cleaning up. I did pick you though, Mister Paulson, and uh, and Tyler Christopher. So I appreciate you coming uh, coming through. Uh, for me. <laughs> um, how did you find out, Tim, that you that you that you were going? Uh, so actually I just got off the golf course with my buddies like 15 minutes ago. Uh, we're like six or seven beers deep and, uh, we were in the car on the way home and my buddy pulled up the leaderboard and he's like, Oh no. And I was like, did I not fucking qualify? And he looks at me, he's like, no, you fucking won. And so we, we pulled the car over and rightfully lost our shit because I was really nervous. Um, I had heard some scores from other guys and I was really confident with my scores, but I didn't know if there would be enough uh, kind of differential behind me to make up the ground on Royce or Yona. So uh, yeah, I was really nervous. Like I said, really confident in myself, but really nervous that I, it wasn't, I wasn't going to get enough help. Basically. There are some rumors, although um, she's wearing sunglasses. Now there are some rumors that water came from drip from Ariel's face. When she saw the score from the, the tear ducts turned on and some water drip from them. Did you have any water drip from yours? Uh, for, honestly, I'm, I was too fired up to cry. Uh, <laughs> I definitely, I, I, I teared up a little bit. Um, you know, this what one, slap. yeah, I mean, this one means like, I mean, this is my sixth straight and like, it's the first one with a toddler. It's like the first time I'm kind of going at it as like a real dad, you know, like last year, Wes was, in a, he was like a baby. He wasn't really doing anything. So now it's like, life is so different with, chasing Wes around, you know, like, like it's just priorities are different. You know, I gave training my all this year, but you know, it was, yeah, it, it definitely, it's, it's crazy. And it means a lot. 
Why is your battery only at 3% on such an important day? Because uh, I use an app on my on the golf course to like keep track of my score. So I basically drained the battery with a GPS app on my phone for the last four and a half hours. If I had what six beers. What did you shoot? What did you I shoot? I shot So it was a good day. Oh my God. That was a good day. Yeah, if I had six beers, I wouldn't be able to talk. They're, they were light beers. It was the Buffalo. <laughs> so it's not like, it wasn't like real beer. It's, it's my hockey days beer, but. <laughs> uh, Tim, did you and. Go ahead. Go ahead, Taylor. Tim, did you and Ariel have a score in mind for event one? Did you guys have any idea how many total reps you were shooting for? What was what was your guess? We thought that 30 would be good enough for top five, and that was kind of like we were hoping like maybe try and go 15, 15. Um, but I, and I went 15 muscle-ups unbroken on the front half, and then the second half, like I said, my muscle-ups were just too slow. I didn't have enough time to thrust her, so I only got eight. Um, Ariel, yeah. Ariel what did you think? Did she freeze? She used up all her data for the month. Her so, Tim, did you hear? Oh, and Tim, Ariel. No, I'm still here. Okay. Uh oh. My goal was 30 reps. We didn't, and I got 29. So I was okay, extremely wow. close. Did you hear us on but the show when, when we were talking about 40 reps? <laughs> yeah, I thought you guys no, were drunk talking about I didn't 40 listen reps. To any podcast before? <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> my my buddies are getting back in the car. We went to the grocery store. They just bought beer. So, <laughs> Tim, uh, if I Tim, lose you guys, I sent the link. If I lose you guys, I sent the link to another phone. So I'll call back in on a live phone. Okay, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, we're actually. We're, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Will you call when you get situated somewhere else? Yeah, I can call back in. Like, I mean, we'll be home in the next fifteen twenty. So, I mean, I can call back. Are you guys still gonna be live? Yep, we sure will. Thank you. All right, yeah, I'll call back. Okay, bye. All right, see you guys. Wow. Okay. Ariel, um, did you hear us predict the 40 reps on event one? Did you hear any of that? I did not. No, I did not. All right. But someone did tell me. So Dylan, my husband, and Emily Rolf's husband are, like, best friends. Emily Rolf's husband said, I think 40 is a good score. And then Dylan was like, crap, 29 might not be enough. Maybe you need to redo it. So maybe Emily Rolf's husband heard that, put the bug in his ear, and it put the bug in my ear. Well, we were all full of shit, so good job. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. Royce, hi. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, brother? Do you know uh, Ariel Owen? No, we've never met her, I think. Well, here, here you go. Now you've met her. Royce, nice in, to meet in, you. incredible, incredible performance on uh event number one just savage just coming out and, and just murdering those uh thrusters and then getting over to the um to the, to the bar muscle ups um where were you today when you when the when the points uh when it, when it, when they released the results um i was here at the gym actually we saturday morning our time so we've got the 6 a.m class and i was uh just finished up the brief and had a quick uh quick refresh and saw the uh saw the news and, and and how is that when when you see that is it is it fucking gut wrenching? Um, I get short answer yes, I guess. Like you always um, you always want a better result than than missing out. But um, I, I'm a piece of it because even well, because we in in this time zone, like basically the scores were due at five a.m. So it was like do two a day, and you go to bed knowing that you that that's it. You're gonna wake up with the leaderboard. 
So last night going to bed was like I was at peace with the fact that that was basically all I had physically in, in this two-day window. That was the best performance I could put forward. So um, it was just a matter of, you know, see if these guys are, are fitter than me or not. Um, sorry, sorry, uh, Royce. Ariel, thank you so much. I don't want to keep you from your family, and I know you're doing another yes. podcast no. with Talking Elite Fitness soon. Enjoy. You're the best for yeah, coming on. We to- really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for believing in me, yep. everybody, but Savan. Yep. <laughs> Except me. But- <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Royce, have when you find out, um, in, in your, your, you find out, but you're still working all day. You don't get to just go curl up in the fetal position on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got two more classes <laughs> after this. And then, and then what? How will you process that? What, what, what will be the uh, steps? Will you still go to the games? Like, where will you put your attention? Um, no, I, w- I won't go over this this year because it's such a it's a, such a big trip from Australia, and I got I got three young kids, so um, it's not. I don't want to make it sound bad. It's not not worth it uh, to I go over from not competing. But um, yeah, I guess I guess um, I, I got a bit of a um, uh, what's the word for it? I got a bit of support, I guess, in in Tyler. So Tyler's one of the Mayhem athletes as well, and uh, we were both going on the same boat of. Uh, of like we both don't love virtual competitions and it was kind of like well for me anyway i always thought it was a bit of a long shot to, to pull together on, on an online base so yeah we, we're both in the same spot we both missed out and um it's a bit harder for tyler i feel like poor guys to like sit there every day and see all the other mayhem athlete like team training for the games um but yeah we'll lean on each other for support i i imagine it's only it's only been 17 minutes since they um put out the put out the results uh but do you know like when you see them is there an immediate response like fuck this you want to throw something at the wall i'm over it or is it like i'm gonna get there next year it, it, does it does it is there a teeter-totter like that um yeah it's, it's a bit of both i guess it's it's a bit of sweet pill to swallow but um in my case this time it's very much i knew that i gave it everything i had and it's more just like a, a sense of um, and I was more just impressed with how fast that other boys could move, um, and like at their time. So it's a bit of, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely humbling, and um, it's it's fuel the fire. No matter what, no matter what the goal is next year, it's it just fires you up when you do a competition to want to just get after the next day. Did you, you know, the the results that you had on day one compared to day two were quite different. Were you expecting that? Like, did you really do well on the first day compared to the second? Uh, I knew I knew that day one is more in my wheelhouse with with higher skill and and shorter time domain. I didn't I guess I didn't expect the physical toll that it would play into it. Like I didn't think I'd do as badly as I did relative to the field on the day two workouts. But when I actually performed them, I was the body was quite quite broken. So that final workout with four balls was like it was just twenty or for me nineteen minutes of like my lower back exploding. Um, so it was. I didn't think I'd be as beat up as, as what I'm getting. Well, that's uh. You know, did you? That was the workout you did last, the wall ball workout. Yes. Because I was when I was looking at those day two workouts. I mean, I saw you know 55 clean and jerks. You're pulling from the floor. 109 shuttle runs. You got to reach down and touch the floor. Burpee box jump over was 100. You got to get down and up off the floor. So it's not really surprising to hear that the lower back wasn't feeling too great. <laughs> yes, yes. Did you? I was going to ask Royce, how much time did you have between each workout? Um, I'd hit the first one like 
10 30 11 ish a.m our time and then the second one like probably three three thirty four um so that was that was a good like four hours between them but like it was still in the same day because of, of the way the time zone works here so it was um i remember khan talking about this last year did the 100 burpees in the morning and he just completely he was like shattered and then he had to kind of rest up like three four hours and hit the rope climb clean and it's um not quite as good i guess as if you were to go to bed sleep eight hours and get up the next day and do it but um that's just the nature of the time turn right like there's no there's no way around that unless i wanted to get up at 2 a.m and do it this morning which i don't think would have been any better <laughs> yeah when do you get back on the horse horse uh royce when when do you shake it all off and, and, and get back to work? Is it, is it one month, two months, three months? Is it? Um, working out with a purpose, probably like a couple of months, probably like we've got some like off season stuff coming out. That'll just be good fun. Um, but like, as far as getting in the gym and just doing something, that'll probably start like tomorrow because um, we still got a crew. We got a team here uh, in Brisbane that um, made the games. They're training for the games now and they're all mayhem athletes as well. So, I'll just be um, hanging out and just, you know, just providing a bit of, a bit of help for them to train. And, um, but like training with a purpose, I guess you could say, won't, won't really pick up for a few months, I guess, as you just kind of give, you, give yourself a break emotionally and, and physically. Yeah, emotionally for sure. Uh, ha, um, have you heard from Rich? Uh, I haven't yet. I don't know if they're, uh, if they're in the middle of a session or not. I never can work out the time difference exactly. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. I've been hey thinking Tyler this morning, Say that again. I spoke to Tyler this morning before the yeah. leaderboard came out. Awesome. And is he he's there in Cookville? Yes. Okay. Uh, I really appreciate you. It's probably not the funnest thing to do to come on a live show right after, you know, fucking just getting that news. But I really appreciate it. It's awesome. I think the thousand people who are watching really appreciate it and uh and, and thanks for giving us some insight into how how you think how you work and how you're doing and uh, a, a lot of guys here picked you um to uh, win the last chance qualifier uh to be going to the crossfit games um and i'm gonna be happy to take their money so thank you <laughs> thanks guys appreciate it all right brother bye-bye good to see you royce yeah thanks man uh, thank you, you two, for jumping in and asking questions. Sorry, uh, JR, I didn't ask you if you had a question, but feel free always just to jump in. Savan, I sent you uh, Elena's was... Instagram on your Rinsta account. Oh, okay. I thought she didn't have Apparently one. She does have one. Well, wow. CrossFit didn't tag her in, in it out of the 20 athletes they tagged yesterday, but it's of course. not uh, – some other people found it and sent it to us. Give me one. Uh, How fucking crazy is that? Can you spell? Should I just spell Taylor, her Taylor, name? Let me oh, ask, okay. Go ahead. Taylor, let me ask you this. So right now it's pretty small margins, four points and eight points between second and third. What do you think the chances are we see a penalty come in that changes the results? Uh, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, golly, how, how bad? I mean, even on the women's side, Ariel low and safe, you would think. Um, but second place for sure isn't safe. On the men's, I don't know how likely it is. It's not unlikely, but I, I also wouldn't count on it. I'd say it's probably, I don't know, maybe 50 50 because you just never know. I mean, it happened last year in, in the Atlas games with Emma Tall. Um, I think same on the men's side, too. I mean, gosh, Janikowski's well, for sure. He's not safe from Jake Berman, but I, you know, I, 
Well, yeah, I, you, mean, like, I, you know. say, I mean, I would just say looking at the movement quality of Tim and Yona, it, I wouldn't expect it to be because of that. So unless it's some kind of like improper setup or mm -hmm. maybe they, they, they missed something in the standards that was new, which I didn't see. Ball ball, yeah. Four sheets. Yeah. I didn't see anything different. I, I would be hard pressed to think either one of them would get any penalties for movement. Standards. Let me ask you this. Was any, anyone penalized on day one from the first two workouts? Yes. Uh, I don't think yeah. there were there were score adjustments. Um, there were. What's the difference? Was, What's the difference between a score um, adjustment and a penalty? Like if you're locking out a thruster with a half a second to go and you freeze frame the thing and it looks like you're locked out, but then you watch the video in real time and it doesn't seem that you show control. Like I would give myself that rep and make it on them to decide to take it away from me. I think a competitor did that and they were like, "Nah, you didn't show control." But he did look like he had it locked out with a minute to go. A score adjustment That's would be like a false start, five-second penalty. Uh, like uh, A penalty would be like you didn't hit depth on your thrusters, so we're docking you three reps, that that type of thing. But we knew two things from the first day. One is that uh, when they first publicized the leaderboard, there was a four-point gap between Chloe Wilson and Ariel Lowen, and about an hour later, that was reduced to a tie. They were both at 180 points. Four points is the difference right now between – Elena and Katrin. So it's not unprecedented that something like that could happen. And then the second, uh, to your question, the really the penalty, CrossFit said that they'll address the penalties and announce all the penalties or score adjustments that were assessed after all the workouts are completed. So not day one and day two. So we should get something from them eventually on that. But in the meantime, uh, Augustine Raquelme had made a big deal about the fact that he received a big score adjustment on his workout number one this morning for not hitting depth on the thruster. And so we can assume based on that, that they're looking for that pretty closely. I don't know if other athletes got any penalties on that workout, but they also had to do 200 wall balls today. And if you're looking for depth that closely, I think Andrew Hiller made a video about it, then you would expect them to be scrutinizing the wall ball depth for the squad as well. So you think that there are going to be, and what you're saying is you think that we shouldn't, um, I would we shouldn't, say, like, bet, the, well, we here, shouldn't here. bet the bank on this. Some things are going to change. Yeah, and and I don't think that, that you're likely to see massive changes. But they did say that, uh, you know, we did see some changes pretty soon after yesterday, and then we know that there were some other things that happened. And I think that they've given themselves at least until Wednesday to finalize the leaderboard. So these are obviously first results, unofficial results. But um, you know, I think that it's like I, I don't I don't see any scenario where anyone that's not in first second or third ends up in a in a qualifying position okay is this the post where he's i, I don't speak this language but is this the post he's uh making where yeah so he's basically said that he had done 34 reps which makes sense he's amazing at bar muscle ups he's fairly strong he has a relatively low range of motion so he could have done really well on that workout 34 reps would have tied for first i think with griffin raleigh on that one and it got reduced to 18 reps which looked a little weird when you look at the leaderboard for him to have that many reps but then you find out that he got a 16 rep penalty and there's a response from the crossfit games uh this is from dave eubanks hi augustine after further review of your original submission the review team's penalty stands oh so that means he must have protested and this is the follow-up to it there were significant number of reps where the crease of your hip was not clearly below the top of your knee okay sounds right and as a policy we do not accept additional angles videos for review oh interesting however even in the video you sent of the different angles, it is clear. Oh, that's nice of them. Okay, so they don't normally do that, but they made an exception for them. And if it's clear that there, that there are many reps that fail to reach the appropriate depth. Okay. Uh, thank you for your patience as we process your appeal. Sincerely, Dave Eubanks. Um, 
has have, think, have any of you guys seen the 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 original video? Obviously, we haven't seen the, uh-huh. the variety. Of I, yeah, yeah. He what did you think? Did you think it was good judging from CrossFit? I didn't count sixteen uh, reps, um, but it's one of these things, kind of with the uh, like the wall ball buy-in workout, where if if you're if you're if you haven't done all the wall balls from the Masters online qualifiers, what I'm talking about in round one, how can you accumulate any in round two? And so if they're giving him no reps on the thrusters in the first part of the workout, they might not just be docking him for the thrusters, but the time that it would have taken to do thrusters and therefore taking away some bar muscle-ups. That's the stuff that we don't know and that they usually don't communicate that well. So we'll have to see how the, you know, they've said they're going to release all the scoring adjustments, et cetera. So we'll see what level of detail they go into there. It's, it's usually pretty vague. Uh, do, I see. I do see that Hiller has a video about it. What did he say? Do we know what he said? Yeah, he basically said it was tight. Like there were there were tight calls. He's not he's not saying that they definitely gave the right call or the wrong call. His main point of that video was that if they're being this critical and and give assessing this guy this big of a penalty for reps that are that close, then they better be doing that for everyone and not just on that workout, but also for the wall ball workout from day two. I, I appreciate good. you repeating that, Brian, by the way. I, sorry. I know you said that once already. Thank you. Sorry, Taylor. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think Hiller has a good point. When you watch this guy's video, it's one of those typical squatters where he's a little bit, uh, maybe not toesy, but he has good ankle flexion. So his knees come forward and it just makes it harder to tell that his hip crease is hitting depth. And what it reminds me of is watching uh, Sam Quant's nasty Nancy video from the 2020 online games. Um, he didn't get a penalty in that, but if you go watch the video, he doesn't really hip crease for sure doesn't go below the knee on all the squats. So it's just interesting to see stuff where in the past they haven't, you can tell an athlete is squatting to a depth that seems to be below parallel, but if you really want to scrutinize it, the hip crease is not below the knee and they haven't been penalized, but now this guy is getting penalized. So I would be interested to see all the other athletes videos. And um, yeah. Well, and that's, what only, I, I, that, he, and that's really what I hope is that we're eventually able to, at the very least, see the videos of the qualifiers. Yeah. He, um, and he's the only one that we know at this point. Yeah, because he's made it public. Right. So okay, it's, okay. It's, at this point, it's on the athletes to do that. Eventually, we, it seems like CrossFit will do that. I'm looking on the CrossFit Games Instagram for the last chance qualifier workouts. I think I found them. I'd like to – okay, here I found them. I'd like to go through with you guys um, based on some of our assessments and guesses on how this thing turned out if we saw um, if we saw what you expected. Let me see what happened. Okay. Uh, workout number one here. Uh, some of the things we talked about, w- whether uh, people should come out hot and do all the thrusters unbroken, uh, what it would be, wh- how much the rest would help, and uh, what people should do when they come out for the bar muscle ups. Have you guys had a chance to watch some of the videos? What do you think? Did did, did what was it correct? What uh, Roy Royce Dunn uh, Royce Royce Dunn did come out and just destroy the thrusters right off the bat. I think in his case, it was the right move. And I think in one other, maybe one or a few other athletes case, that was the right move. I think in Griffin Raleigh's case, that was for sure the right move for his skill set. But you also look at someone like August and Rochelle May, who did 34 reps before his penalty. And he's without a doubt, not as strong as those guys on the thruster. So you have to just assume that he flew on the bar muscle up. And even uh, Tim Paulson said that, that it was for a lot of the guys coming down to the cycle rate of the bar muscle up. Um, I watched one video, and he flying on the bar muscle ups, and he got uh, Jake Berman's video. Um, 
And so that was why he got a good score. I think he was a top five score on that event. Um, he just flew on the bar muscle up. So, Do we know what Janikowski did? Has anyone seen his video? I would assume the bar muscle up rate was very fast. 30 reps, took fourth place in it. Uh, was this, was this the same workout for men and for women? By that, I mean, when we were talking with Scott, trying to pick out which workout was the most indicative of what, that uh, towards who would win, um, the events, uh, one of the questions we brought up, is it the same for both sexes? Uh, Ariel Lowen took first and Elena took seventh and the person who took second place, Jamie Simmons, where is she at? Okay. She's, she was she's fifth overall. Okay. Okay. Uh, did we, did we, th- is it the same workout for men and women? Were, were yeah, we, you know, correct? yeah, well, you know, we talked about the, you know, the discrepancy in the weight and, you know, should it be 135? Should it be 115? Should it be 125? And obviously it appears as though whether it was the fatigue from the bar muscle ups going into the last set of thrusters or the fatigue from the thrusters going into the first set of bar muscle ups, look at the top scores comparatively to the males and females, not even close. Uh, the, the men did significantly better. Is what you're saying? Yes. Well, it's five reps, but it's like fifteen percent or, or something. You know, of the total. It's a lot. Of was done. Look at look at Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Sixteen reps. Have we seen that video? Does, does that? No, but that was the one that I was curious about. It's you know, with the squatting under a moderate weight and moderate volume in a you know fast setting, and you know, from the squatting, the heavy squatting that we've seen her do this year, it does that seem to be like the one thing that might be problematic for her. Um, so, you know, we don't, ha- no, we don't have the videos. We don't have a chance to see that stuff. So we can only make assumptions for her. When you go, when you have a surgery like that, one of the biggest, or one of the things that takes the longest to get back is that end range flexion, like hyperflexion of the knee, where you can kind of bounce into the bottom. I'm sure there's still probably a lot of scar tissue in there from her. So it makes sense that that front squat and the thruster movement, especially where you're using a lot of the bounce out of the bottom is troublesome. What, when, um, do we know anything about how, so CrossFit has videos up of Chloe Wilson, Ariel Lowen, uh, Royce Dunn. They have those up already. Those are the three from event number one and two. Do they have Tim Paulson's up also? I don't, I don't see his. I love how it, they just don't. <laughs> it's somewhere. His is somewhere, but I don't know if, if it's on CrossFit games or not, but yeah, there's like, so there are a few videos out and it's nice. And you know, everyone's been watching those and have had nice things to say about them. It's too bad that we don't have more of them yet. So I, I wonder how that works. Do they say when the athletes submit the videos to HQ, does HQ ha- own them then? Do they have the right to publish them? I would assume so. Yeah, because I'm guessing why not just publish them all? Because they're fear- fearful of someone. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't think of that. But at the I same mean, time, they just don't fit. I think also what plays into it is how many followers does each person have that they're posting. No way, dude, because there's no chance that they wouldn't have posted Katrin's videos then. Oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good oh. point. That's a good point. I guess I'm still butthurt last year. I did really well in a couple workouts, and they didn't fucking say shit about me. Yeah, and who cares? I don't think they should they... just make them all available. People want to watch them. People love nah, watching yeah. this stuff. There's a huge group of people that would want to watch James Sprague or Matt DeLugos or Griffin Raleigh, no matter where they finish on the league. I board. agree. I agree. And who cares what? If you, don't be afraid of anyone. Who cares what the pundits are saying? Let's <laughs> let them say it. Let people say rep, no rep, whatever. At the end of the day, CrossFit HQ has the final word, and the world keeps moving forward. And if you guys do screw up, it gives us a chance to make some video, make some coin off of YouTube. Just chill. Don't. 
Sure. Uh, what do we know about this young lady over here, this Elena? Nothing. I don't know shit about her. Oh, come on, dude. She's been good for a couple of years. Uh, she's, <clears throat> she just doesn't, uh, she, she probably would have made it last year if, if European women had gotten the number of spots that I think they deserve to get. I think she finished sixth last year in the semis. Didn't do as well in the last chance qualifiers this year. I think she ended up seventh at the Lowlands Throwdown, but the Lowlands Throwdown was stacked, dude. It was so much deeper and stronger of a field, I think, than strength and depth. And all the people that beat her will probably do really well at the game. Sarah was the other person that finished inside of her there. And she had one or two bad workouts. She just won the French Throwdown, even though that's um, kind of came down. Yeah, that's to the, what I want to talk about. Are we tripping on that? Is that like, holy shit? Like, what the hell's going on? That's pretty yeah. nuts, and they weren't easy workouts. The French Throwdown were some serious workouts. Yeah, there were what, like nine or ten of them. Eight, event, eight, of eight, eight or nine events, I think. Yeah, that's I'm a legit competition. And ask her what she was thinking. I mean, you have to guess that someone advised her against doing that, right? I'm trying to pull up her Instagram, by the she way. She was probably thinking, "Fuck it, I can make twelve grand here." Uh huh. And the last well, chance qualifier is stacked. That's probably what she was thinking. And now she's probably thinking, "Holy fuck." Yeah, I think she good. probably would have had to finish top 15 at the games to make that. Or close she had to a good it. week. She had a good week. She should go get fucking shit-faced. Like Tim Paulson? <laughs> That's so funny that he's doing that. Good for him. Yeah, look at this. That is crazy. Unreal. Uh-oh. If she comes on the sh- – oh, she got three words in English. We did it. <laughs> and, and the rest is in Espanol. I can translate. Good. I mean, do you speak it well? Because if she calls, we're going to be screwed. No, we're fucked if she calls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but she's, she has she has actually like been around. She's been competitive in Europe. She's not just this like random person that's showing up here at the top of the leaderboard. I basically discounted her in this competition for the same reason I discounted Luka Jukic because I didn't think you could do that competition mm. and turn around three days and do this well against this caliber of field. How old is she? Wow, she's 28 too. That's incredible. Yeah, I, and That's let's incredible. and look at this. Look at this. Oh, 28 also. Uh oh, here we go. 29. Mm. I just meant what I was what I was referring to in, in terms of her age was I was looking at she did a nine event competition a few days ago. How long is it going to take her to recover and repeat that? And you know. Typically, as a young person, it's a little easier, but 28's not old either. I was just surprised. I was expecting to see like 24, 25. JR, what's a bigger shock, that Elena is in or that Katrin is out? Based on the people on this panel, I think it's a way bigger surprise of the the former that she's that, in. That Elena's in, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have been that surprised if Katrin missed out barely, but I would have thought that the per- people that barely beat her would have been a Jamie Simmons, yeah, or, a, Jamie Simmons. or a Maddie Sturt or something like that, as we talked about, or a Chloe Wilson. Um, like I said, you know, I, after day one, I thought that Elena was within striking distance points-wise. She was only 20 points out of the two-way tie for first, but I just, you know, I, before this competition, I thought that Frank Logan would just be too big of a, a beating for someone to possibly bounce back from and do this three days later. Is she the yeah. only? Is she the only person going to the CrossFit Games who did the French Throwdown? Well, yeah. <clears throat> uh, because no one else who qualified from the semifinal. No, 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 no. That did, Oh no, that no, no, no. That's not. Guillaume true. didn't. Guillaume Briant do it or Jorgos Karavis uh, uh, won it, and he'll be at the games. Uh, Karen Frey got second to Elena in that competition. She'll be going to the games. 
Um, so there, yeah, there were others, but no one else that that also did the last chance qualifier and made it. That's what I thought you were asking. Uh, Scott, hi, hi. <laughs> did you see? Have you have you watched any of these workouts that these guys that that these guys have posted yet? I haven't watched them. I've watched Fee uh, because she's a she's a good dude. Yeah, she's a friend of mine. So we watched uh, we watched her go, but I haven't watched anyone really else go. I want to show I want to show you this one. I don't want to get it pulled down, but this workout. Have you seen any of the dudes do the, do uh, workout number one? No, I haven't. Oh man, you got to see it. It's it's freaking amazing. Scott, what amazing. did you what did you think reps wise was going to be like a top score on that workout? Uh, initially, I was like anything above thirty would be a kind of good score like a like top five score I, I i looked at the leaderboard yesterday after the first two events and then today but i didn't really dig into a lot of the scores i think we nailed it i think everyone pretty much agreed right that griffin raleigh was gonna t- was gonna win that 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 was gonna be his yeah and and uh and then you see tyler christopher did well and i think people based on uh the training they do over at mayhem that knew that he would do well on that also um, are you surprised here, Scott? Well, Scott, do you what? Where do you rank um, Yanikowski as as a as a CrossFit Games athlete? These guys respect the shit out of him. I I I, I mean, I like him, but I just Scott see him as more. Win. You did, Scott? Yeah, I told I told Taylor I thought he would I thought he would make it out of there just because he's so well rounded and he's an athlete that has just gotten better every year. If you look at his placing at the games, uh he's just continued to get better. And he used to be the guy that came in and would win a few events and you didn't see much more of him by the end of the week because it was always heavy endurance at the beginning, but uh, near the tail end of the weekend, you, you started seeing his name show up more and he was slowly climbing up the leaderboard uh, each and every year. So I think he's somebody that uh, definitely has the capabilities to be at the games. And that was why I picked him. Scott, I hate to I hate to do it to you, but I don't think that's true. I mean, he's got four top ten finishes going back to 2014, and it mostly has to do with when he's healthy or not. Ninth, ninth, seventh, and sixth, or something like that. Well, he didn't. He not, hasn't. Con- he hasn't constantly gotten better. Well, I mean, those are really small improvements, ninth to seventh to sixth over the eight, seven years time period. But he doesn't yeah, have any really bad finishes. This. Let me ask you this: If you were looking at a five-minute mile versus a 515 mile those small increments are very difficult to shut off and that's what you're talking about when you get to the top 10 guys at the crossfit games it's funny i was thinking about the difference between a six inch dick and a nine inch dick it's funny how you think of it in mile times and i think of it as it's just weird it's just i just we're just different we're just different creatures how do you how do you go from six to nine inches (laughs) that's what everyone really wants to know that's a different show that's a different show that's no, but this guy, but but no, Scott's right. He has made incremental improvements over his career to creep up in the top 10, but he's been inside the top 10 going back all the way to 2015. So it's not, you know, this is a really good guy who, when he's at his best, is definitely relevant in the top 10 conversation at the games. Has always been and still is. Yeah. What? How did he do his first year at the games? Ninth. He took ninth his first year at the games. That's Unless he, oh, no, no. His first year was really bad. That was his only bad finish that he finished the games. It was 32nd. He came back okay. with a ninth. Then he had a withdraw, another ninth. Then there was the cuts year. Then there was the online year. Then he had the sixth. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't have uh, my, uh, stati- my my statistic sheet here in front of me. Or uh, no, but it's you know it's, he's he's one of those guys that you're exactly right. Like people see him and they're like, oh, he's going to win the sum event. He'll be in the lead for a day or you know three events or something like that, and then he'll fade out. But we've seen other guys do that, like Jordan well, Troy, and he's never had a finish like Kosi come the end of the week. Kosi can still shine in the classic CrossFit stuff yeah, too. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you there. Um, the other thing, after thinking about the weekend a little bit after we talked and just the athletes that are there. You have a lot of athletes, I think, in this field that are kind of specialty athletes in some in some ways. Not all of them, but I think that like you look at someone like um, Griffin Royal and and some of those other guys that are in there. There, he's he's really strong. And and I think when you see all these specialty guys, that leaderboard tends to shake up. And I was thinking more about okay, is the person who does the best in um, that first workout necessarily going to be the person that comes out of the weekend. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, ah, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the case because I think there are a lot of specialty guys that kind of look at it within those four workouts. They have something that pops up there. They're like, that's my jam. And I look at Yoni Koski. He's one of those guys that is just like probably not looking at anything saying it's his jam, but knowing that he feels still confident in his abilities to do it. And well, his, on the women, you nailed like it. Ar- Ariel Lowen took first. One out of four is not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, uh, Brian. No, no, just to what Scott was saying. Like, Jonas Koski's performances or ref- uh, finishes reflect exactly what he said. He's got no, no, no top two or even top three finishes, but everything four through six, and that consistency pays off. Scott, was there? did you ever not make it to the games? This year. <laughs> well, perfect. What is uh we we spoke to, <laughs> we spoke to um uh Royce Dunn just uh like 10 minutes after he got the results. Um and and, and he got the results and he's at his gym and he still has to teach 2 hours more of classes. He taught an hour of classes, he got the results, he's got to speak uh teach another 2 hours. Um is is he just broken inside? Is he just hurting? Um no, I don't. I, I mean, I think he's definitely hurting inside, but I think that's probably one of the bl- best places for him to be. I think that's something that you don't see as often anymore. Are these CrossFit uh, games athletes that have a community around them that they are supporting in the same way. And there's something special about the people that are pouring back into their community. And I think it can pull you out of a, a pretty dark time, a place um, when you can kind of give back to them and find enjoyment in your day um, through outside of competition and just winning something. That's, uh, so so we had uh, Ariel Lowen on and you nailed exactly what she said. I said, basically she said she did her workouts at her gym and the love she felt and the amount of people that turned out was like overwhelming for her. Like just absolutely the most love she's ever felt. She was basically just saying that it must be hard well, because people- dangerous too. Like when you got a, you got your community and you're kind of rallying the troops around you, that's, you know, it's, Think of like uh, your dad showing up to a big game and you want to turn up and make him proud. Like I feel, I feel that, you know, can give you a little extra edge. Um, like extra edge or danger. Like it's, it could be a little, did you say it could be a little dangerous? It, it, it depends on the athlete. Either you yeah. rise to the, the pressure or you crumble because it was too much for you. But I think that as an athlete, you kind of have a general idea on whether you want people there or not. 
Well, oh, the work. I think it depends on the workout too. I was watching Ariel Lowen's rowing video, and I mean, she's basically holding like a one fifty-two or something like that the entire time. But you hear these people in the background that are like, "Come on, Ariel, give me a hard hundred here," and like, yeah. <laughs> you appreciate the support, but you're like, "I'm in my zone. Like, just let me roll my one fifty-two. <laughs> there is nothing worse than someone yelling at you two hundred fifty meters in on a two K row. <laughs> you got to give guidelines. You got to you got to let people know, like, hey. I don't want anyone to yell at me until the last 250 meters. <laughs> um, Scott, uh, uh, T Tim Paulson just joined us, but pretend like he's not here. Are you surprised Tim took uh, first place? <laughs> I am not surprised. Tim's an incredible athlete. Appreciate that, Scott. <laughs> right before that's you, right man. That, that's oh, Tim, Tim, I didn't even see you down there, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here now. We're good. <laughs> Uh, Scott, thank you, uh, so much for joining us. Thanks for giving us your, uh, your, your predictions of, uh, and, and, and insight into the workouts. And, uh, hopefully we can tap you as we get closer to the games again. Yeah, absolutely. You guys see ya. All right, brother. Thank you. I'm heading out too. Thank you guys. Peace. Peace later. Oh, good. Now everyone can be bigger and people can see us better. Oh, I like being big on screen. It makes me happy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, t Tim, how many times have, have you gone back and refreshed your phone a few times to look at that just to make sure it's uh, real? Yeah, about 100. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely still hasn't settled in. But I will say I've already gotten four out of four video approvals. So my videos are all good to go. I know no penalties are coming my way. So I'm I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty good right now. Can you Tim, tell us that uh... process? Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So uh, we submit our videos. Uh, I submitted mine right after I did the workout. So I did the workouts at not, uh, three o'clock on Wednesday nine and three o'clock yesterday and then nine o'clock this morning. And I literally loaded my video to YouTube, submitted my score within 45 minutes of being done. Uh, so I actually knew that all my videos were good before the submission windows had even closed. They, they polished them off pretty quickly within, an, within two hours. I had feedback on every video um, that I'd submitted. And, and can you tell us what that looked like? We, we read, um, uh, we were reading Augustine uh, Raquel May's, uh, the, the note he got from CrossFit HQ, basically saying, hey, uh, we reviewed your, it sounded like he made an appeal. We reviewed, and yes, there are 16 reps that are questionable. And even though we normally don't review outside angles, we also reviewed your outside angles and, and, the, and the judgment stands. It sounds like they were thorough. When you, <laughs> when. My buddies are here raging, so. <laughs> When you when you get that, um, who, who's it from? Is it from Eubanks? Is it from Dave Eubanks? Uh, it's actually just from like a gener generic CrossFit Games team email address. Um, yeah. I know that I've emailed back and forth with Angel. So um, she's gotten back to me a couple times. Uh, so I know, or he? No, Angel. He, she, 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 she. Yeah, yeah, Angel. Uh, so she's gotten back to me a couple times when I've had questions, but I don't know who the who it directly comes down from. Um yeah, and I've made I made my workout too public, and I'm going to make the rest of them public later this week so that people can check them out if they want to on my YouTube channel. Just for you know, I, again, I don't care. I know the movement quality is good, and I'm not worried about it. So, yeah, and, 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 and we were but, wondering ahead, earlier when you submit your videos, does that give CrossFit the right to release them regardless of what you want if they chose to? I think if it is, they can use it on the update show was kind of my general understanding is that like they weren't going to release the full video publicly. That was that was specifically stated by Boz in an email. Uh, they weren't going to release all the like they weren't going to release all of our videos, but they had that they were going to use them for highlight and updates uh, for games, media and things like that. So they could pick the best reps. I mean, all my reps are good, man. I'm not worried. So in the case where they have, for sure, yes, we know that about you. We appreciate the movement quality. In the case where they have uh, uploaded those videos, then they probably 
reached out to uh, those athletes subs- like after the fact to make sure that was okay? Uh, I don't know, actually. I would imagine. Honestly, they've never used any of mine, so I, I'm i not sure. Um, I mean, I... I don't know. I want a workout, so I'm sure maybe they want to use that last one. So maybe I'll get a. I'll let you know in a couple of days, hopefully. But hey, Tim, if you were to say, I just want you to know that I'm not like the rest of these guys. If you were to say, "Hey, I'm uh, for supporting people from the adaptive class, and I'd like a blind uh, judge at the CrossFit Games," uh, I would, I, you know, someone who can't see, but <laughs> but they also deserve an opportunity. A blind, I would, I would fully support you. And if half your reps weren't good, fuck it, it's not your fault, and I would still let you get on the podium. I just want you to know, I, I appreciate that. I, I'm open to a a, a, a seen impaired judge. That's how <laughs> inclusive I am. It's a good man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, ec- I'm ecstatic for you that you win. Will this be the last time that you won? Will this be the last time you drink before the games? You, you, oh, absolutely. What? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I golfed 18 with my buddies. We had an 11 o'clock tea time basically right after mm-hmm. I finished the workout. And we were like, all right, we just got to kill time. So, yeah, we we crushed some beers on the golf course and played 18. So we finished up at like 3.55. I was like, this is perfect. I only have five minutes to stress about this goddamn leaderboard. Um, I'm planning to try that. I'm I'm planning to try that workout sometime, and then uh, two hours after I finish it, I'm I'm planning to be asleep, taking a nap, not playing golf. Yo, I I will say that workout fucked me up. Um, The first one, workout (laughs) one, the last one, the the fourth, the fourth workout. Um, Okay. Can you tell us what? Jump over. Yeah, the burpee box jump over. um, Love you guys. Uh, The burpee box jump over double under wall ball workout. I finished and I like, I rolled around a little bit. I was like, okay, I'm in a lot of pain, but like, it's all good. And maybe five minutes afterwards, my quads locked and I couldn't walk. Like I I had to crawl around the gym because my legs just seized and ceased to function. It was a very sad state of affairs. I was, I was not okay. What happens if that happens at the CrossFit games? You jump in an ice bath and do it again in three hours. (laughs) (laughs) What, what program are you doing, Tim? What programming are you following? Who, who's training you? Who's your coach? Yeah, so my coach is Dave Charbonneau. Uh, I've actually been working with him since 2015. So we've been together for almost seven years now. Uh, and we actually started a, a programming um, biz, business together called Forged by Zeus. Uh, his nickname was Zeus back in his, his competition days. He was a team games athlete for a number of years. Um, but yeah, I've been with him for seven years. You know, he's been programming for me individually. Um, and obviously we've, you know, we've had a lot of success together, so I'm not changing. And Savan's, and Savan's met him before. I Probably. Have? Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked to him at the 2018 regional. Tim did pretty yeah. well there also. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not changing a damn thing. T- t- Tim, I remember you showing up on the scene. Uh, the earliest I remember you is, is you being at, I think a regional in Albany. Does that sound right? Yep. Actually you interviewed me. So I remember you did a behind the scenes interview with me. I've still got it saved on my Instagram in 2017. You interviewed me Sunday morning before it was going into the last day. And you were asking me like, Hey, what would it mean to qualify for the games for the first time? And I like, we, we had a a couple minute conversation about that. And I, like I said, I've still got the clip saved on my, uh, my Instagram. I'd have to scroll around a little bit, but it's definitely there. Um, how tall are you? Uh, I was six, two when I started CrossFit, I'm now six foot tall. (laughs) <laughs> excuse me is that Spinal true compression from all that fucking lifting man i'm tired of squatting and deadlifting but i'm getting shorter is that really true you're two inches shorter you think yeah straight up i'm about six foot and a half an inch tall i was almost six two when i started crossfit back in 2012 
<clears throat> because I remember you being there and, you know, behind your back, never to your face. It was like, this is a fucking joke. This guy's way too big. He's never going to the CrossFit Games. You were just fucking too big. You look like a fucking dinosaur out there. Uh, yeah, it, but but it's changed, right? You're totally, you're totally capable. Did you feel that? Did you know that was the whisper? Tim Paulson's too big. Tim Paulson's too big. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely, especially based on some of my early year regional results, like in 2013, 2014, it was very obvious that gymnastics was a huge weakness, partially because I played hockey growing up. So I didn't have a ton of upper body strength. Um, like, you know, like we didn't do a lot of pulling, pressing for hockey. It was all unilateral work, plyometrics. There wasn't a lot of like just general upper body strength. So I struggled there a lot, especially, I still do, but especially early on in CrossFit in my career, um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I'm actually competing the lightest I ever have. I'm competing around 210 right now, which is about five, uh, about five or six pounds lighter than I've competed in 2017, 2018, 19 and 20. I was a little heavier, kind of by accident. Tim, there are a lot of people that are always, um, they're curious about the statistics about size and weight of the, of the athletes. And of course, obviously age and age is easy to track. And you can obviously look at any games field and see the ages and find the average age. When your height and weight's changing like that, it's only on you to go in and change your CrossFit Games profile. Otherwise, someone like me who's pulling that data to try to get a representation of the people at the top of the sport this year compared to last year can't really do that. Yeah. What do you think about the CrossFit Games implementing that as part of the check-in at the game so that we can get a more accurate assessment of how tall <laughs> and heavy – I'm serious. How these athletes are that are yeah. making it to the top of the sport. I think it'd be pretty easy to open up an iPad and be like, Hey, here's your games profile. Update this shit. Like, it, you know, it'd take us all of five minutes during check-in update your bench. The more information there. we have, the more we can like you. I would, I would I'd you love ride to a do. Harley. I ride a Harley. I like you. Uh, you know, no, you I have drive, two kids. I, I have two. What? I drive a WRX STI. Not quite I, I just, I just made it up, whatever. But, but you know what I mean? You have two kids. I have two kids. I like you. The more information we have. Yeah. It's, um, it's a no brainer. No, do you I mean, do the programming? Say it again, Jer. I would say, like, you know, they always have a press conference, you know, at the games. Think about how cool it would be if they had a press conference and all the athletes came out and did a weigh-in. Do you know how many people would go just to watch that, like UFC style? They would love it. Love as it. As long as we weigh in at 6 a.m. after the morning poop. That's my only, that's my <laughs> only request. They, have, they just have an outhouse next to the scale. <laughs> uh, do you do the programming for Forged by Zeus? No, so my coach writes all of it. Um, okay. So my coach Dave, yeah, my coach Dave, he does all of the programming, um, and then basically I do all of kind of the business back end stuff. So I run our social media accounts, manage our website, manage all the athlete accounts, interact with the athletes, right. things like that. Um, and then he does the programming, and then he also does the one on one coaching. Um, so we have a, a handful of uh, athletes that are semifinal level that have been to the semifinals a couple different times. Um, so he handles all that one-on-one -on -one coaching. I would love to step into that more when I'm done competing, uh, you know, just kind of more, not necessarily from a, a coach perspective, but more from like the mental side of competition, fueling recovery, approaching, you know, things like that. But obviously as when I'm, while I'm still an athlete, that's not something I kind of have the bandwidth for. So I'm going to ask you this, then I'm going to ask Jr. this question and you feel free to chime in. There's this. There's this commentary this year, and I like the programming this year. I'm not, I'm not talking any shit about it. I love it. But there's this commentary this year that the programming is better this year than it is last year, JR. And one of the things that everyone keeps You're saying over – talking about the last chance qualifier specifically? Yes, sir. Okay. And, and, and one of the things they're talking about is the reason why it's better this year that the, the, the pundits keep saying is because there's no single modality this year. 
But I think that there's a naiveness there or maybe a lack of sophistication in understanding how workouts work together in conjunction with one another. And that it's easy, it's easy if you're in an affiliate, maybe if you're in an affiliate to be like, yeah, you should have these workouts that that you know have a lot of different movements that have this wide variety. But um this isn't this isn't orange theory. This is CrossFit. This is affiliates open gyms so they can practice the art and craft of programming. And I think that there is a way. I, I I think that I mean I don't I don't mind the criticism. I know I'm being a little nitpicky here, but I'm okay with a last chance qualifier, or I'm okay with um when there's only four or five or six workouts if there is a seven minutes of burpee or if there were some like a weighted pull up or some shit. As long as it were balanced on the other side, I'm okay. I'm okay with a shit beer as long as you can drink twelve of them. There just has to be balance. If you're gonna have a shit beer, you have twelve of them. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so, um, so what, what are your, what, go ahead, Tim. And then I want to hear what JR's thoughts on that too. Yeah. So, I mean, my personal opinion, um, I, I was actually joking with my coach about this. I was like, if the last chance qualifier programming was this year, what it was last year, I would have struggled to finish in like the top 10 uh, because a three rep max, no touch and go deadlift would have absolutely crushed me. Um, so personal biases aside, like I'm being as analytical as possible I think that the place of the last chance qualifier is to just test CrossFit. It's to test the core of our methodology of like what we do and the core of what we do. You hear Glassman say it all the time, couplets, triplets, chip, you know, like couplets, triplets, chippers, like, you know, that's kind of where the meat of everything lives. Like they, you know, Castro says Fair, yes. all the time too. Um, so I think that it's very appropriate for the test to rely on fitness in those modalities. So like, Obviously I did well in the last chance qualifier. So yeah, I think the workouts were good, but even from an analytical standpoint, like, you know, I've been programming for my affiliate for 10 years. Like I I'm a big nerd on programming. Um, and I think that it's appropriate to have just four CrossFit workouts. And one of them is biased towards a pure engine check. One of them is biased towards a heavy barbell. One of them is biased towards a monostructural element. And one of them is biased towards gymnastics ish. I think the first workout again, gymnastics capacity was the largest separator, like cycle time capacity on the bar muscle ups was more important than the thrusters in my opinion. Um, so I think it's okay to have four CrossFit workouts that have a bias rather than having, mm. yeah, it's like a three rep max deadlift. Is it a CrossFit workout? I mean, yeah, you would do it in your affiliate, but it's still not a CrossFit test. I understand I you're, you're making total sense to me. The couplet and yeah. thing hits, it hits home with me. It's, it's L one is a, is a, it's L one is all get out. Uh, JR, yeah. what, what do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I share the same sentiment. <clears throat> I think that when there's only four tests, it's really tough and it's really risky to program anything single modality. Even if you're trying to play the cancel game and you do a three rep max deadlift and then a hundred burpees, there are some guys with really long levers that are still really, really good at burpees and the burpee isn't, a high level gymnastics movement enough maybe to expose a lack thereof in skill. So I would even argue, and me and Brian have talked about this a lot, you know, at the semifinal level is six workouts enough. Should it be seven? Should it be two, three, two? Because I will always push back and say, if we always think that we need to test single modality strength as one out of six tests under no fatigue, then there already is a need of another single modality test to almost balance that out under that, fatigue is it, uh, n- not under fatigue is usually how the lift is tested. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I misunderstood. Okay. You don't mean in terms of uh, fatigue or not fatigue where it comes one through six, you mean not doing like a hundred burpees first and then doing the, your max clean and jerk. I got it. Okay. <clears throat> right. Like doing something simple, like the run clean back to back. Right. Right. Last year. Right. Although right. We don't need to do that workout twice in a row. Just, just my personal opinion. 
<laughs> uh, uh, do you guys, do any of you gentlemen have anything else for um, the, the winner of the men's last chance qualifier who's going to the CrossFit Games 2022, Tim Paulson? Yeah, actually, yeah, I do have one thing. question for him. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. No, you got to go first. Yeah, my okay. last question type of thing. Yeah, so I'm curious on the workout that you want, on the last workout. When you look at that, do you immediately look at it and say, okay, I can hold 17 burpees a minute. That's three minutes. Okay, with transitions, that's a minute on dubs. Okay, that's three minutes of wall balls at 33 reps a minute. So right there, I'm looking at a seven-minute round. Let's add a minute for 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 you know just general deterioration on round two. Okay, cool. My goal is 15 minutes. Is that how you do that? Or do you just look at it and say, yeah. I'm going to go as hard as I can? <clears throat> No, hundred percent. So like, I, again, I'm, I'm a, I'm actually, I'm an accountant by trade. I have an MBA in accounting and like, I'm a very nerdy numbers guy. So I love, I'm kind of like, you know, I love cycle speeds and like, I, I like to look at that. Like, okay, I know a wall ball takes this much time. So oftentimes I'll look at a workout and I'll be like, okay, assume no fatigue. How would a robot do this workout? And I looked at that workout, the, the fourth workout. I was like, okay, there's 14 minutes of cycle speed here. That's it. You know, like between wall balls, assuming 16 burpees a minute, assuming 45 seconds per set of double unders, and then assuming about three to three ten for wall balls, you're looking at 14 minutes of work capacity, assuming no fatigue, no transitions, no breaks, anything. So when you look at a workout like that, it's like, okay, that's, you know, that's kind of the, that's what's physically possible. If like maybe Matt Frazier did it in his prime, like, you know, like you would look at it and be like, oh yeah, like he's a, he's a cyborg. So he doesn't slow down. He just does the workout at the same speed the whole time. Um, but you know, so yeah, you look at it like that and then you basically just assume some deterioration. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to break the wall balls three times in the first set, that's going to add 18 seconds. My first round is going to be around 7:20, and then, okay, my second round, I'm going to try and break the wall balls. Like I definitely will analyze a workout and look through it, um, and just kind of give myself rough times to hit. So for me, like my first round was 7:20. Um, I broke the wall balls in the four sets. I did four by 25. I kept 16 burpees a minute. I was off the box at 306. I think it was 308. Double wow. unders were unbroken. And then the second round, uh, I actually had a buddy race 50 burpee box jump overs against me next to me, just the burpees. And his only goal was to hold. Wow. 16. His brilliant. only goal was to hold. 16 brilliant. It was like, okay, you come in fresh, you do the cadence of 16 a minute and I'm going to match you. And I don't care how bad it hurts. I'm not going to fucking slow down. And that was what we did. And so the second round of burpees, I want to say it took about 320 and then I did the double unders. I broke once. And then the wall balls obviously was just kind of blackout and hope you don't die and hit yourself in the face. So JR, Brian, have you ever heard of that before? I used to actually do that with some athletes um, where they, I can't remember what the workout was, if it was Eva or whatever. It's one of those ones with kettlebell swings and like GHDs and then with 800 meter runs. And I would just do the runs with the guys and push them as hard. Have you ever heard of anyone doing that? We actually stole from, we stole from track, like track and field all the time. They'll have people like run a mile. Like, you know, you'll have guys run 400s next to you to hold the pace. And we were like, yeah, why don't we do this for this workout? Like it makes, who is sense. the guy who did that with you? The uh, my guy. buddy Chris Clyde. He's, he's on my, he's on our programming forged by Zeus. And he's also one of our coaches for, for the program as well. And he, man, can you see him in the camera shot? Uh, he's outside drinking beer right now, but he no, actually- no, I don't mean all this camera <laughs> shot. I mean, in the video you submitted. Oh uh, yeah. He's uh, no, he's off the screen in that. Um, but yeah, he's actually brilliant. He's a 35 to 39 masters athlete. He finished 12th this year. So he's a super fit dude. Wow. Uh, JR, have you ever, have you seen that done or Brian, have you seen that done or heard of that? Yeah. So I had a guy last year at my gym who was interested in trying to beat the Murph world record this year. So he did all of his reps inside and I did Murph that morning. And he said, just run the second mile with me and 
run run ahead of me, so I have to try to keep up. So I did that with him. Man, so good. Brian, have you have you heard of that for for an offer an aunt for a qualifier to the games? Anyone doing that before? Um, I'm not. I don't think so. Not not in that specific context. It's it's kind of it's kind of bra- it's it's kind of brave. That's Chris. Uh, you better get tested. Uh, it's kind of brave that you did that with double unders and wall balls left. Uh, I for me like I wall balls are a very strong movement for me. I've I've done very well on a lot of wall ball workouts at semifinals, things like that, and then the open. So I knew that I could get there and I could black out with the best of them. So I knew that the cru- the crucial part of the workout for me would be not becoming a sad sack on the second fifty burpees. Uh, Brian, go ahead with your with your final question, and then and then I got one more tiny thing. Did you see people didn't make the time cap in that workout? Didn't we talk about that? That's impressive. On the last Tim, one, yeah, Tim did it in fifteen twenty four, and a bunch of people time cap. But go ahead, Brian. We'll circle back to that. We'll finish with that. Oh, uh, Tim, what do you think about the time frame between qualifying, last chance qualifier, and getting ready for the games? Ooh. It's pretty gnarly. Um, you know, like my coach and I were talking about best case scenarios, obviously while we were golfing, we're like, all right, you know, we were super confident in my performances, like the last two events, three and four, but obviously we were not sure if there would be enough help. Like if enough guys would finish between me and Royce, me and Kalski to actually like make a jump and kind of get myself up there. Um, but yeah, we were already kind of chatting and it's definitely a tough turnaround. Like usually we've got two or three months to prepare for the games from semifinals or regionals. You know, we've got, I mean, basically a month, not even. So we've got like three weeks of training. Um, luckily, again, like at semifinals, I was really confident in my fitness. Like I, I was literally like one or two reps from qualifying at semifinals. It wasn't a lack of fitness. It was a lack of execution. Like I wasn't perfect on the weekend. So I was really confident coming out of semis about where my fitness was. Um, and same thing, last chance qualifier again, like, yeah, I struggled on a workout, the first workout where I kind of thought I would, because again, the determining factor is not something I'm necessarily strong at. But the other three workouts, I went two, two, one. So there's obviously a very strong base of fitness here. And there's a lot of things to feel really good about. Um, So for the next three weeks, it's going to be a lot of focus on just the high level game stuff. So we're going to really up the volume. We're going to be doing extra running. We're going to get in the pool instead of once a week, twice a week. Like, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of that stuff um, to basically just hammer it in and dial it in. Um, You know, so it's not ideal, but honestly, I don't really give a shit. Going back to the games and having the opportunity to throw down is way more important to me than having the perfect storm of prep. Like obviously I would have liked to qualify at a granite game, but you know, that's, that wasn't in the cards this year. So I'm just happy to be going back. Hey, I, I want to ask him one more thing. Please, yes. I don't know if you know this, but the girl who's currently in second place and in a qualifying spot won the French throwdown five days ago. That's impressive. Is that, I mean, I, I basically discounted everyone who did the French throwdown and was also in the last chance qualifier. That's a short turnaround. <laughs> like, Seriously. A couple days is not enough time. Her, uh, Elena Caratala Sanhuja. Is this her first uh, time to the games? Yeah. Wow. Savage. Hey, well, I'm I'm also noticing here that um uh, uh for in the men, a bunch of men didn't fin- do day two. Are these men who knew that they had no chance? Delugos, Augustine, Raquel May, Darren um, no, Zernamer, so, and Andre. Zernamer, uh, I don't know. Raquel May withdrew because he was upset about the penalties that we talked about earlier. And Delugos, uh, he had a, a t- little tweak to an injury, and he and Kyler decided it wasn't worth it to do the, the third and fourth workout. Yeah, and, and, I heard that as well. And, and what about Andre? Did you say what happened to Andre? No, I, I don't know. We already did one of them, not the other. But no, I don't know Andre. 
Okay. Oh, okay. That's good. All right. Uh, Mr. Paulson, thank you very much. Thanks for partying with us a little bit. Um, I hope that, uh, that gave all the guys to have one or two more beers ahead of you so that you can um, now be the sober one in the group. That's all right. We got, we got one more. We're, we're, we're not, we're not falling too far behind. (laughs) Tim, super impressive, man. That was a tough field of guys. Very, very, hopefully that's a lot of confidence for you to ride into the games as well. No, it really is. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, I was, I was a wreck. Um, like, yeah, I, I like again being thirty-five points back. It's like mathematically, I I know the math. Like it's only four events, two days. Like big swings happen. You know, Christy did it last year. Like you, it can definitely be done. But I I was like, all right, maybe if I come top three in the last two workouts, I've got a shot. Um, I definitely didn't expect to go two one, and my coach gave me a whole bunch of shit because in the final set of ten clean and jerks, I finished six, and I kind of gave myself a little bit of a pity break. And I, uh, I put my hands on my knees for like six or seven seconds because I was obviously in a world of hurt. And he's like, you realize you could have won both events if you just weren't such a pussy when it really <laughs> mattered. And I was like, I know, shut up. We, we, we made it still. It's okay. But, By one second. Yeah. So, yeah, one second of, yeah, exactly. I was one, one, two seconds away from, from winning both events in the back half, which would have been pretty sweet. So Brian's telling you, great job, incredible comeback. Uh, which it is, uh, and your in your coach is like you dipshit. You could have got first and first in your third and fourth. <laughs> exactly. Always keeping me accountable. Right. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Awesome. We'll be bugging you at the games. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it, Savon. It's always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thank you. See you, Tim. <clears throat> That's crazy, by the way, Jr. That there's three guys within one second on a workout where they can't see each other. All right, all right. So yeah, this is something I really want to talk about. It's it's a little bit, well, no, it's a lot of bit speculation, but it is something interesting. So we see those people at the bottom that didn't choose to put in their scores for day two, or that just didn't do the workouts because it's completely different if they chose not to put them in. Look at Jake Berman's, who's in third right now. He's eight points out. Look at his event four score, right? His event four score is sixteen forty one. And then I'm sorry, 1619. Okay. Look at his event three. We know he won that by one. Oh shit. I know where you're going with this. Oh shit. So Koski got eighth in that workout on workout three. Do we know if DeLugos actually did that workout and just was like, well, I'm not going to do the third one. So I'm I'm not going to do the fourth one. I think he tweaked it in the middle of that workout. Okay. JR, are you leading us down the road to say that if all of those guys would have done the workout and put their scores in, it could have shuffled it around that, that Berman and Koski are close enough that it could have shuffled the points around and, and uh, Berman would have been in and Yanikoski out. Well, so you're looking at two places there. That's all. That's all Jake needed was two places to tie him. And then if he tied him overall in points, he had the tiebreaker because he won workout three. So yeah, it's kind of a Colton similar situation, right? We said there at the legless road climb workout that he got the score he got, but then also there were a couple withdrawals. So if he didn't get those points that he just automatically received from withdrawals, maybe he doesn't get enough points to qualify. So we're talking about movement standard penalties and stuff, but really if the full field would have completed it, who knows what would have happened. The points are always so fascinating to me. Well, yeah, how that's the, how that works. You know, that's and the number I've, of athletes and all that. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. 
Well, and that's that's why I put that thing up right before the last chance qualifier started. I don't think that CrossFit Games advertised the scoring system they were used, but we were able to find out that they were using it, assuming that everyone would register, which means out of 32, they you know they had had a contingency plan for 32 uh, athlete scoring system for semifinals already that they could, were maybe going to use in, in a case where that happened in a previous. You know, this is also still part of the semifinal stage of competition, but then they you know they didn't they decided not to change that so they're just used it so I, I, I did that little graphic where you could see that there was a minimum number of points that athletes would get no matter what if as long as they did the workout and you know those things matter like those decisions matter because the margins are extremely small we're talking about a second here a second there a penalty here a penalty there someone doing the workout or not doing the workout and if the scale is six points instead of four points for per placement that can make a difference come the end of the weekend and what jr is talking about is that there was there was an opportunity for those guys to middle him by like a, a significant amount of time it's not so much the placements but time especially on workout three and even on workout four where he was fourth berman was fourth to yona's fifth but there was 30 second gap there 30 seconds is surely enough for one person or two people to come in into the mix and, and take those eight points away from Koski, and then we're looking at maybe Jake Berman getting a game spot. So that's why it's important that the scoring decisions are, um, you know, well communicated and understood, but also that they make sense in the context of the competition so that we're, you know, that's why we're always having these conversations is because we want the fitness to prevail. And we're looking for, you know, we're at least trying to explore the different options of a scoring system that will best represent what the athletes do on the floor. What was, uh, I'm trying to look here. Tim Paulson got uh, 14th. 23 reps on the first workout versus Yanakoski's 30. Okay. And this is a, you know, we had, we had said we didn't, because of the way that the scoring was and the, how competitive the field was, we thought that you would need all top 10 finishes in order to make it to the games. And from the men's side, that was the case for one of the two um, with Tim's 14th being an exception. But we did see this last year with Christy, where you were able to have one bad finish. If you could offset it with a first and a first, or in his case, first was it first second second yeah and then uh and for the women both of them that made the games i think they had nothing worse than a seventh so you had to be pretty good at all four of these tests to get to get to the games this this workout here uh the uh, workout number three i'll remind people what it is here it was the clean and jerk uh, ascending ladder one through ten uh with shuttle runs it ended up i think we figured out being about a half a mile that they had to run and uh, one of the topics we said is that, that the time cap would be 20 minutes. And Brian was speculating that they wanted that so everyone would finish and everyone would have the same fatigue on their body. And he was right, uh, at least in, in, in concept, because everyone did uh, finish except for just one dude down here at the bottom. But look at the time difference in these. 13.33, Jake Berman. And so, oh, seven minutes later, six minutes later, Anthony Hayes. It's massive. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like th you know a third or more of the of the working time available. Um, but if you know Adrian Bosman had said that he was hoping everyone would finish this workout, it seems like most people did. We kind of thought that the best times would be 13, 14 minutes, which they were, um, and it did end up being a, a surprisingly tight race, uh, despite the fact that they were all doing it, you know, <laughs> independently of each other. Uh, a couple a little bits of house cleaning I want to do here real quick. Make sure you get your no plan B shirt. 
Today's the last day to pre-order. I want to go through something here really quick of all the people who generously donating money. Uh, Mark, awesome. Ariel put Sevon in his place. That's correct. So did Brian. Thank you guys for the best, most knowledgeable post-game show. Thank you. Even with Taylor gone, we still know some shit. Uh, Wad Zombie, always a huge supporter of the show. What an all-star cast right here. Uh, Danny, uh, for Paulson's backup battery fund, thank you for the coverage. I think he has two phones. Did he say he was going to switch to another phone? He's a, ball, he's a drug he used, dealer. I think he used one of his friends. His mom's phone. Ter- tell Ariel she's doing pretty amazing for a chick who just wanted to get the name poster from semis last year. Uh, Kevin McGrath, can we take a minute to appreciate Royce's effort uh, for event one? Unreal home run hitter for sure. Yeah. Nuts. The, he did those thrusters. And I thought I saw someone wanted to know my 2K row time. Well, in case, in case anyone didn't see that, he did 20 thrusters in about 42 seconds. And then he did 24 unbroken bar muscle-ups, and he weighs 220 pounds. Crazy. That's crazy. And he, he basically went full send on the muscle-ups, getting as many reps as possible. I apologize. What is that? Is there someone sh- shaking train, bell? Train, 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 oh, train. Oh, it's good. We love a train. It's good sound. What's that on 2K row time? I will do it tonight and tell you guys. Basically, um, the $10 he put in there, if you just put an extra colon between the second and third zero, that's his time. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 might, it, it might be. Um, there were two people who went to the last chance qualifier who did not have to go through the semifinals, and that was done because of certain travel restrictions, visa issues. Who Four were people, those two, two people? Two women and two men. Okay. Can we look at the men first? I'm just, I've been curious how yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, scroll back down. Or sort by rank, yeah. And scroll down to like the middle. 15th and 21st. Okay, so 15th is Hamze Tarifi from... And by the way, someone was talking, I think it might have been Taylor talking about Dennis Samsonov, but Hamza Tarifi has been better than Dennis at every stage of the season this year. He was like 60th worldwide in quarterfinals. He is like, he's pretty good. And I think he would have been very, very competitive in the Asian uh, semifinal if you had gotten a chance to go there he's from the he's from this place called the palestinian territory yeah i'm gonna have to go in about two minutes Savan. okay me too actually i'll hang on with jr for a minute we'll just have a moment of silence for five minutes and then <laughs> and then and then who is the other guy 21st this guy dennis samsonov and this is the fittest wizard right yep right and he's he's from fucking kyrgyzstan yeah but he no lives idea. in la okay Everyone lives in L.A. Okay, and uh, Kyrgyzstan's not even really a country. It's a city and it's a neighborhood no, in L.A. Actually, it's pretty. Yeah. It's a country. Okay. Uh, and Big where country. and and where are and where where are the two down, women? Down, here? down, down, for way down. There they are. Twenty-one and twenty-two. Okay, so this girl's from uh, Or Cohen is from Israel, and Masha Savi. They're still doing this fucking game. This is supposed to be the Russian flag down here. It could be Belarus or Russia oh, or possibly one or two other countries. Come on, McGoofballs. At least they didn't kick them out. Good job. All but, right. You know, is there- but, but, but that's not yeah. un, unimportant to look at, though. If you scroll all the way down here to the bottom and you see, you know, because people are always asking about this. Um, and, and, and you look, the, the athletes here at the bottom. Zimbabwe. Which which countries are they, or which continents are they from? And we've been talking. Like, we know that those continents don't yield the best uh, athletes relative to Europe or America or Australian women at the top of the sport. But then you have a competition like this that displays it. But even if you start looking there, you see that there's one, two, three, four, five athletes from North America that finish below the lowest finishing athlete from 
Europe that were registered for this event, which was Sarah Sigmund's daughter, by the way. And that's the type wow. of data that I'm always looking at when I'm trying to assess, should the European women have more spots relative to the North American women? It's not this arbitrary thing. It's based on competition, performance, history over time. And again, we see here that, that the European women in the last chance qualifier did better than the American women, uh, especially down in this bottom half of the field. Uh, Israel should just get one for itself since it's the chosen people. They should just get their own, <laughs> like just one spot. There, here you go. Mm -hmm. JR, thank you. Brian, thank you. JR, do you have any last word you'd like to say? Uh, yeah, just, you know, you were making the point about workout three and how there was such a huge spread, such a huge margin between like 13 minutes and then someone getting time capped. And when people get together and talk about programming, one of the things and one of the athletes main gripes about some programmed competitions is the fact that there isn't enough separation. There isn't enough work being done to separate the athletes and whether or not you like shuttle runs um, here in this workout kind of shows you that it shows you that there was tons of separation. And I know the field was only 27 athletes, but seven minutes is enormous. And as athletes, that's usually what they're what they're they're yearning for that, right? If you make that workout two, four, six, eight, ten, so only thirty clean and jerks and thirty shuttle runs, there's not even close to that much separation. And usually in competitions, you'll have one or two events that are fast, and those one or two events will yield really, really tight margins, and that's what we want, right? We want to see a race, but then also in this sport, there needs to be places where people have to slow down because either their capacity or their muscular endurance slows them down. And we can look as fans and say, oh, that guy's not as good at that guy at that thing because he slowed mm. way down. Mm. So I think it's really important that we, we got one workout like that. And you could argue that we got two workouts like that because workout four, there was a pretty big spread also between like the, the winner and between the last place finisher. And of course, people can say, well, there's a huge disparity, you know, disparagement in fitness level between the first and last place guy. That might be true, but it's going to be that way at the games also. And Brian, if you have to go, you can go. Sorry, I'm going to keep you. But I in, do, in, I do. Okay, bye. Great talking to you guys. You. See you. And, and JR, you're not saying that one's better than the other, whether that, you know, whether it's uh, it's Fran, where there's not a lot of room, or there's something like this. What you're saying is, is as, a as a fan, it lets us see different places where people where people fail, what, what taxed them more, what strategies were used, who came out too hot. It's just, a it's, it's just different. You're not suggesting one's better. Right. And obviously I think maybe what you were suggesting is that the athletes prefer these, these ones that have a little more space. Well, I think you need both. You, both. Mean, you have to have both, right. You have to have some where it's truly a race and it's a little bit more about who can cycle this movement a little bit faster and more efficiently, or who can get up and down the rope just a little bit faster. But when you have more than one or two of those in a 10, 12 workout competition, it tends to skew, like we've mentioned in the past, to execution over fitness. And I think uh, that's what they're saying. If if and if this doesn't work for you, then then we we, we can use a different model. But if there were a high IQ uh, workout and a low IQ workout, a low IQ workout might be, um, uh, um, shouldering or uh, grace, right? Just shouldered, uh, shouldered overhead any way you want. It's just 30. It's just grunt work, right? Ground overhead. Yep. Oh, sorry. Ground overhead. 
Um, so, so at, and, and then, and then a high IQ workout might be one like this, like, Hey, you're only going to get a couple shots at it. There's a rest in the, in the middle. Like you have to make sure you have a strong game plan of these. If you use that, which is the highest IQ workout, which is the lowest IQ workout. Is this a low IQ workout workout for just like, Hey, work and hurt, work and hurt. Yeah. I would say there's not too much thought there. Usually your fitness is going to slow you down on a workout like that. And so in general, the, these last three are all kind of, um, low IQ workouts. They're, they're, this is work. These people, these are the couplets and triplets. This is, this is work row two. I mean, there's a little bit of thought here, right? About your 2000 meters, but it's get this shit done and start walking on your hands. It's just one round, right? Yeah. But I would push back on workout two and say <laughs> maybe of all of them, that was the most delicate as far as pacing goes, because uh, I know there, because I know there are athletes out there that rode five or 10 seconds fast for their capacity and it made them not get 25 more feet on their hands because they were just a little bit too overreached by the time they kicked upside down do we know the farthest someone walked on workout two on their hands Did i want anyone- to say it was 41 or 42 reps which is like 205 or 210 feet uh, uh, and uh and and there was a there was a max you could walk, right? Like you could tap that workout out at 250 or something, right? Wasn't there yeah. some sort of? I think the scorecard went up to 250. So clearly they had it tested by somebody that was good. Right. Crazy. I wonder how you do that. I wonder if you just, I wonder how you do that. You just take, you you just assume that the fastest road time would be 630 and then don't make someone do the road time and be like, hey, walk as fast as you can on your hands for a minute and a half, right? Yeah, I would say you find someone that's a really good rower that's also competent at handstand walks um, and you just tell them to get as many as you get. Or maybe they gave them a nine minute clock and they said, "Okay, cool. We're just going to take a minute off. Good job. Right. Nuts. All right. Well, uh, congratulations, CrossFit HQ. I have really heard nothing uh, even remotely negative about the last chance qualifier. I think it, it it went off without a hitch. People liked the workouts. I think people are liking the judging. I think people are. Uh, I think people are very very pleased with it. Would you consider it? Would you give it a, a high mark? Yeah, definitely. It seemed like it was a big success. Awesome. All right, brother. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. It sounds like uh, you and Taylor and I are going to be doing a show on uh, programming here very soon. Um, So you and I will be talking very soon. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Guys, uh, everyone who watched the entire show or even a portion of the show, uh, thank you and uh, stay tuned. Uh, Tomorrow I have a Bellator heavyweight fighter on at 7 a.m. who's 10 and 0. Who's fighting in Bellator 282. And then on Sunday morning, I'm doing a Hiller Fit and Review show. And uh, thank you for the 999. We are, where are all the big people? We had Tim Paulson on. Yeah, you look big, by the way. That dude looks big, right? Oh, yeah. Peace.